Are you an investigative professional? Did you know you can find the best private investigator resources using investigatorstoolbox.com? This resource community was built exclusively for licensed investigators and investigative professionals. You can network directly with members, educate yourself through free webinars and blogs, and even create your own customizable research library. Membership starts for as little as 49 cents a day. Download the Investigators Toolbox app or visit our webpage at www.investigators-toolbox.com. You guys have been hearing uh, for a long time about how much I love Cross Tracks, but now you're going to hear from somebody else. So we got George Gerges here. George is a member and user of Cross Tracks. George, tell me real quickly what you love about Cross Tracks. The simplicity of using it and the ability to customize everything that you could do with Crosstracks is awesome. It actually allowed me to take the way that I do my business and implement it into their system. And not only am I able to manage 10 or 15 cases, I'm able to manage 50 to 100 cases with the same effort. Fantastic. So Crosstracks, um, the case management system, they are SOC 2 certified. Basically, that's an encryption really an upgrade. They're the only ones out there that are doing it. So please support this great sponsor that supports our show. Uh, check them out. The links are in the show notes. Crosstracks, if you're an investigator, you should be using them today. Are you an investigative professional with an international problem you can't solve? Conflict International has the knowledge and relationships to jump in for you. We compensate investigators for referring cases to our office. Contact us today for details. Conflict International uses insight, intelligence, investigation, risk management, and strategic solutions to solve problems troubling individuals and companies of all kinds anywhere around the world. Whether you're planning to hire a person to a position of trust, carry out due diligence on a company, trace hidden assets, or require skilled boots on the ground, Conflict International investigators can seamlessly pursue a case across borders, offering a truly global solution. Find out about our extensive range of services at conflictinternational.com. Conflict International, global reach, international knowledge. Thanks for listening to PI Perspectives. This week, we welcome back longtime PI, Peter Sarathakis. Peter built a career in investigations and serving in many associations. He's winding down his full-time career, and he's here to talk about that experience. So please welcome Peter and your host, private investigator, Matt Spare. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. This is Matt Spare, your host. Uh, today, I, I got a friend of mine who's coming back, who's who's winding down his career, apparently, I don't know, maybe something like that. Uh, and we thought it'd be kind of cool to, to talk about perspective, someone who has actually served our industry uh, in many different facets. And, um, you know, just what that looks like, uh, having a servant's heart in doing what you do. And, um, you know, then then winding down and, and what does that look like? So uh, I want to welcome my good friend, Peter Sarathakis, back to the program. Peter, how are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, so great to see you, man. Thanks for coming back on. So uh, 30 years and you're winding down. So tell me what you've been up to since the last time we chatted. Well, uh, let's see. I, I stopped doing volunteer work for the profession. Uh, I've also uh, sold a majority of my business and uh, getting set to retire except for some consulting. Yeah. So uh, I'm. Uh, things are good. Good. Yeah. My plan was never to work into my uh, late years, 70s, 80s, and so on uh, in this business. As much as I love this business, there's more to life than this business. Oh, it's absolutely. Not, it's not my identity. Absolutely. You know, well, I, I was uh, mentioning before we uh, started recording, and, and for those of you who are watching video, Peter looks like 20 years younger <laughs> than when he was doing all that stuff. So <laughs> looking good, man. Thank you. Thank you. It's, <laughs> it's been worth it. Yeah. It's been worth it, no doubt about it. It just has been a wonderful ride. And yeah. I w- uh, for the most part, I wouldn't change anything. Yeah, I just started my 18th year, um, like last week. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, it's crazy how quickly the time flies. And yeah. you know, next thing you know, it's like, wow, how did I get here? And uh, you know, it's funny, I, I was at a point at, early on in my business where I was like, 
I never want to be that big. I'm more of a boutique guy, you know, just doing my thing and I'm happy doing it. And then like you start building a little bit and you become a little bit bigger and you become ambitious and, uh, you know, then your client list grows. And and next thing you know, you got eight people working for you and you go, how the heck did I get here? Right. 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 So, uh, yeah, it's been good. Very good. Definitely. So I wanted to touch a little bit on the whole servant thing, because that's one of the things that, that I, I've always admired about you. And I, I really feel we don't talk about it enough that, you know, as investigators uh, in a particular industry, how important it is for us to serve. Um, you know, John, there's something that John LaJoy had talked about all the time, you know, John passed recently. Um, and his last address to the Nally group was, was pretty much serve, you know, in some capacity, serve on a board, do something uh, to make the industry better, right? Uh, always try and leave it better than when you got here. That's that's a good mantra to have. So um, I wanted to dig into that with you. So y- you've served on a bunch of boards. What, uh, what have you served on? Well, let me just say real quick, that John LaJoy, what a wonderful human being will be missed by so many and definitely a servant of this profession right. um, for many, many years. You may not have always agreed with John, uh, but he was a hell of a man, and he did a. His heart was in the right place always, uh, especially for his beloved Nally. He mm-hmm. he loved that organization, so he should be missed. Definitely. definitely by me. I consider him my friend. Yeah, me too. Yeah, um, but to answer your question, I have served. Geez, uh, I've served with ASIS International as their investigations council chair. When they still had that, they don't anymore. Uh, served in Nally, uh, legislative chair and different committees. Uh, NCISS is on their board and uh, an officer, a couple different positions there. Um, my state association, the Michigan Council of Professional Investigators, I was their president for quite a few years and on their board before that. Um, and then I ended my volunteer career with Intelnet as their executive director. I was on the board before that. Right. And uh, yeah, it's been a uh, uh, very interesting, but overall positive experience for me. My business has grown from day one that uh, I got involved with uh, mm-hmm. associations. In fact, uh, some of the government work that I led into not just, I do background investigations and stuff for different federal agencies, right. but that opened up doors from other, uh, other uh, avenues of business uh, and the state government, as well as the federal government uh, with another aspect of my business, which I just recently sold, um, which without those contacts I'd made in my early years would not have allowed me to grow, to do what I wanted to do. And also it gave me the opportunity, not only did I make those contacts in the association world, as I call it, that allowed me to do these things, but it also allowed me to then free up some time to give back to my profession. Uh, People always ask me through the years, how can you do this? How, you know, how do you have time for all this? Yeah, I get that. That's because, you know, yeah. You know, I've always loved being the field investigator and going out and doing interviews and surveillance, especially when I was younger, those kind of things, uh, going to the courts, and all that. And, you know, I still have always and still enjoy that. But the other aspect of my business really sustained me and grew. Uh, and it's not something I really ever shared with anybody through the years because it's my private business. So I just. Um, Lay it out on the podcast for everybody. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, it's done now. So, you know, I've sold that. And, yeah. You know, I'm I'm retiring from this profession other than doing some consulting. I mean, I'll keep my license. Right. Um, but I have have had and will not, you know, work up into my 70s, 80s and 90s. Like sure. some of these folks that we know that, you know, their whole identity is uh, associations or being uh investigator there's more to life than that yeah. uh, and, and it's got to enjoy the fruits of life uh as well as the other things and uh so that's kind of where i'm at but 
the association world, I mean, I'd encourage anybody to get involved, at least join and attend meetings. But I would say take a step further to your benefit. A lot of people are like, no, not for me that. But it, it, it gives you an opportunity to meet different people at a different level than just showing up at a meeting or a, you know, a conference or, or being a member. Uh, it kind of thrusts you in the spotlight a bit so people come up to you and, and introduce that they may not or you have an opportunity to talk in front of groups. You know, uh, it's nice to be called by your bar association in your state to talk in front of a bunch of attorneys because you're the president of your state association or the executive director of your association and things like that. Well, yeah, the association and profession benefits from it, but let's be honest, you personally do for your business. Yeah. That's the thing to consider too. So it is kind of a marketing thing, even like when you're going to meetings for new clients. Yeah. One of the things I always push is, is the associations I'm a part of and the associations I actually serve on. And, right. you know, there is that prestige to it. Oh, um, you know, you're, you're the first vice president of the New York Association. Oh, that's that's really cool. You know, and right. I always relate it to to their thing. So like the trial lawyers have their own association. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I when I go and I approach it and they're like, um, yeah, tell me a little bit about yourself. Oh, well, you know, I'm the first vice president of Aldenese in New York, um, you know, the state association. It's very similar to your NISLA, right? So the things that NISLA does, how it advocates for the legal profession, making sure that, you know, the rights are, are um, being preserved for um, lawyers to litigate and all that. And like Aldenese is the same thing, but it's just for private investigators. So like I'm serving on that board and then it's like the light bulb goes off and they go, oh, wow. Okay. That's, that's very cool that you're doing right. that. And um, you know, it, it, it basically lets the attorney know like this person cares about what they do. Right. right. So, um, does it get me work? Maybe. Does it hurt? Definitely doesn't hurt. As long as I'm doing the work, <laughs> like if I'm doing everything for yeah, the association, you, it's got me a lot of work over the yeah. years. I mean, a lot of work, you know, in fact, I would say being a member and a, and a board member or a committee member, somewhere a little bit of a title, if you will, of an association is stronger than your PI license. Yeah. Uh, because over the, all the years I've been working, I think I've been asked twice in my career to see my PI license, <laughs> but they, they sure seem happy when they find out that you're the chair of this executive director of this or the president of this. Yeah. They're like, Oh, like you said, this guy, you know, is involved. He's a professional. When well, all of that, like, so let's t- assume that you have to go to court and you got to testify oh, on yeah. that you're working yeah. on. And they start laying down the foundation of your background makes you look better you know and sure does it, it sure does creates that idea that that um, you care about what you're doing you know it also but sets it, you above in my opinion yeah that small percentage of our profession that are the bad apples right uh, uh you know you don't see many of the bad apples uh in positions helping their profession it's all about them. Yeah. You know, whether they're committing crimes or doing things that are just unethical in general, those kind of things, it sets you apart from that. So if you end up speaking to media, it sets you apart from that. Media doesn't always get it, but sometimes yeah. they do. Yeah. And that, you know, associations have a way of weeding out folks that shouldn't be there. You know? Yeah. For the most part. It's pretty, I mean, it's pretty every, obvious. Every, every group has some. There's no yeah. doubt. I mean, they, they do, you, you know, we're, yeah. we're uh, you know, it's a volunteer group. It's not like you're, uh, that's the joining a, a, yeah, federal agency and you're not getting back, paid. You, know, you do the best background you can with what you got on yeah. members, but you, you know, there's reality too. Yeah. But it, you know, I, I think like when it comes to boards and what boards are made up of, yeah, you're always going to have folks that disagree and that's good. You know, as sure. long as there's a respect for one another. There, there's there's fun you know it's it, it's good to have that back and forth on it um I, I had an association event actually last night and um you know we were talking to our lobbyists and talking about just strategizing some issues that are uh, coming up here in new york and you know i had opinion on something and there was another guy who had a, a, another opinion on something and we didn't have a disagreement or anything but the opinion that he brought up like i didn't i didn't think of it 
you know, and it's like, oh, wow, the, the point that this guy's making is actually a good point. And, um, you know, I went up to him later. I was like, hey, like, you know, I'm part of the legislative chair on this stuff. And, you know, we're going over all, all these things. I was like, can you serve with me next year when we're doing this stuff? Because I, I really would like your input uh, on this. And he was like, yeah, absolutely. However, you know, you need me to, to do it. But it's like those discussions are so fruitful. Like I love being in the room on, on that stuff, just talking about things because it, it's setting policy and procedure and, and, and really laying the foundation for us in our state to have the ability to do what we need to do. Right. Yeah. So, you know, ha- and, and having that, you know, servants hard on doing that stuff is always important too. You don't, don't go in there to, to, uh, to, um, you know, make people crazy or, you know, um, you know, change different, uh, you know, attitudes on things. You, you gotta be, uh, you gotta be good about it. So, um, yeah, yeah it, it was, it was definitely good stuff. You know, I would say, you know, 99% of my experience with associations has been positive. I'd say to people out there thinking about getting involved that are young to the business getting involved, that you should, you also, to be honest, there's some negative stuff there. There's some folks that are so involved that it's perceived power, if you will. Mm-hmm. They can't let go. And, and, and there is a little bit of that. You know, oh, yeah. there's, back, there's backstabbing. Somebody called me King Spare once. Right. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, King Spare trying to set policy and all that. I'm like, no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's happened to me. It, you know, I can, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go to, but, you know, twice, at least twice in, in my years of experience, you know, I, I got the proverbial knife in the back, yeah. uh, uh, even in recent history. And, you know, it stings, but you move on and you don't worry about those negative people in your life. No. You, you move on. I mean, those kind of folks, like I said earlier, their, own, their whole identity is the association. In some cases, it's more about the association than it is their own profession. It's kind of interesting. So you run into that, but they're a minority. And, uh, you know, overall, like I said, 99%, I wouldn't changed a bit. Uh, it's been a wonderful experience. I've made some wonderful friends. Uh, I had some friends that are no longer friends, to be honest. I mean, those things happen too. But yeah. that's part of life, isn't it? I mean, forget the PI world. Sometimes you meet people and then you move on or don't you have discriminate or it doesn't work out or you feel they did something or, they, you know, whatever. That so let's like yeah. PI world's no different than anything else. Um, the one thing I was surprised about with OLA, uh, is that how our profession and associations hasn't grown in 30 years. Um, that's always confused me. I mean, if you look at all the groups that I mentioned I belong to, uh, I mean, they've gone up and down, but they really, they don't really represent the true numbers of professional investigators in our country. Right. Um, they're very small. You know, you, um, you know, it always blew my mind, for instance, that NCISS has, it didn't become way bigger um, because it's been so long and it's a legislative arm and that. That's a necessity. Uh, it's an absolute right. necessity. Yeah. Right. It, it is, but you can only do so much with limited numbers like that. And that's not a, a, a slam on that organization. That's just, I mean because they've had different leaders and everything through the years, yep. and it, but the numbers stay about the same, you know, you know, other than, you know, ASIS international, who's this big animal, but they also are different because they got the corporate security folks and they, you know, their memberships, they're all about money and that kind of, and they, you know, they've got the million dollar real estate in Virginia and those kind of stuff, but that's not really the reality to most PI related organizations. You know, IntelNet, which I was exec director for nine years, we grew to stronger numbers than we ever had until the day I left, and they may be still growing now, but, and financially grew exponentially under my watch than the previous administration. I mean, just way better and a stronger organization, but still you're talking about a small group. Um, you know, uh, Nally works their butt off to grow and, you know, it just, it's hard to get people to join. Yeah, even when I, they, you I, talk I think, about the positives. I think when you're talking about Nally and you're talking about, um, 
uh, IntelNet, like those are special because you, the the membership requirements are pretty s- stringent, right? You can't just say like, oh, I'm a PI, I want to join this association. Like well, you, right. have, you have to have some experience. You got to get sponsored. You got to like there, there's there's policy to it. Um, but you know, I I love that too because I know that anybody that is a part of that association if i need something done and they're a member of the association like i'm fairly confident they're going to be able to do it you know well uh, and they you know they do uh, good things too like nally for instance has an association management company that they've had for years mm-hmm. and uh, they uh, um lady named val val sherry yeah, runs it Shout out and to and you know does incredible things over the years uh even when she gets criticized by some of her members right. they, they you know they you know that's a you have that kind of support behind you but you still it's it's even with that it's still hard to grow yes we're getting numbers but you know i i don't know what the answer is that's always that's the one regret i have is why couldn't we ever grow our professional numbers and associations to be more you know or not more but just to be stronger you know ncis ispla you know they're they're strong to a point but they're there's some realities to those two groups. When ISPLA and NCISS were in existence, now ISPLA is not. I mean, it served its purpose and it finished its goals it wanted to before it shut down. But all, dip, all that aside, you can only do so much in Washington, D.C. and take it from somebody that's testified and done all this kind of stuff through the years. Right. When you're a small group, you know, you, you got the DPPA, which everybody loves, right? And because uh, we all want those driving uh, uh, information, license stuff. But the reality is, it wasn't one group that got that. It, you know, if ASIS International and the big gorilla that they are in the room hadn't stopped in with their lobbyist, who I many times disagreed with, Jack Lichtenstein at the time, it's a different one now, NCISS, who I was a member of at the time, we couldn't have claimed victory. If we were just doing it ourselves, and other, if the financial industry hadn't, if the insurance industry hadn't backed it, I mean, yeah. those are serious players. Yeah, you know? that's just and, the reality of lobbying. You know, lobbying. And, yeah, I mean, we're we're that. Yeah, compared we, we, to you that. know, it's interesting. We were having this discussion, and we'll, we're going to take a break in just a second. Uh, sure. We we're having a discussion yesterday uh, with regards to uh, the Firearms Act in New York, mm-hmm. right? and. Um, you know, for those who are outside of New York, like they're, they're, they're pushed through legislation, like limiting uh, people who have carry permits, you know, to, to go to certain places with their, with their firearms, even though they've, they're licensed and they're you know, able to do it, they're not able to essentially perform their job, you know, so, you know, the, the, and there was an exception, a carve out for security guards, but not for private investigators. And there's a lot of minutia there. But the discussion, and this would, this goes back to one of the other perspectives of one of the other guys in the room we were talking about it, is whether or not we get involved with this. Because there was a uh, like lending a name of an investigator to be a plaintiff on this stuff. And the uh, the idea was, you know, obviously we don't know who's going to win our uh, governor. You know, we, we have the, the son of a private investigator <laughs> who's running for governor who may win. And then we have the current uh, governor who... Um, you know, we won't have that that type of relationship with. And the thing it was, uh, the issue uh, that this person brought up was like, you know, we've worked really hard uh, for our reputation. And if we attach ourselves to something, uh, we may anger some people that uh, are, are on our side right now. And do we want to put our hat in the ring? And the thought process was, we're small potatoes, right? This is an NRA issue. And the NRA is like, they're all in They're They they were already part of this. Why would we put our two cents in? Why would we spend our lobbyist budget on, on this when they're already in there? And, and the, right. at the end of the day, the NRA pulls much more weight than, than my state association ever would. Right. You know, you know it's like, yes, we support, we absolutely hundred yeah. percent support this, but we don't need to get into it in that matter right and don't forget on the other side of this coin there are many investigators who absolutely disagree with you know supporting any kind of gun stuff yeah um you know i can remember in my own state we have uh, an exemption from exemption pis have an exemption in michigan from the restricted zones that your general cdpl permit holders have to abide by Mm -hmm. um and when i was lobbying with 
that issue, I remember there were a good amount of people that stepped forward and said, I think this is a bad idea, Pete, yeah. um, because, you know, that they, they were anti-gun, for instance, which is their right, right? Sure. Um, you know, we did what we felt best as a board and that, but, yeah. you know, so there's different, when it comes to legislation, <laughs> you're never going to get the consensus. That's yeah, for yeah, sure. Exactly. If I may ask, who's the PI running for governor? Oh, uh, uh, it Lee Zeldin is the I thought maybe of, that of Lee Dave Zeldin. Yeah. Nope. No kidding. Yeah. I did not realize. Yeah, I've been out of the legislative thing for a bit. Lee is running. That's excellent. He actually has a chance to win, which is awesome. So, yeah. wow. Yeah. He is a, a, a good person, a good advocate for our profession. Good man. I yeah. remember going to his office a few times and meeting with him. Yeah. And of course, his dad had known for years. Uh, great family and uh, good people. Yeah. Good luck to Lee. Yeah, we're we're rooting for Lee. We definitely are. Yeah. He, he's he's good for our profession. I um, think so. I think so. Um, so okay. So this is a good part to take a break. We ran a, a bit long actually. Um, so I want to uh, jump out and um, take a quick break. And when we come back, I, I want to talk about winding down your business and just getting your perspective on um, you know what were some of the the things that you want, you know had to keep in mind and look at and uh, you know for those that are out there that are getting to that point you know, you know, maybe giving some pointers or some, some things to look into. So everybody yeah. sit tight and we will be right back. Nally is at it again with its next regional meeting. There's some awesome training scheduled in Alexandria, Virginia on October 27th and 28th. The focus is on what it takes to become a certified legal investigator. So learn more at Nally.com. That's N-A-L-I.com. Information Education Consultants is proud to announce that their Certificate of Professional Investigation is now available online at IECOIT.com. If you're interested in learning the investigation profession, what better resource to consult than the mind of the nationally renowned private investigator, Rory McMahon? Rory has compiled 40 years of experience into an online training resource for the benefit of the current and next generation of professional investigators. The site offers CEUs for current licensed professionals and is a recommended stop for our true crime aficionado friends and family. Check it out today at IECOIT.com. That's IECOIT.com. Looking for an insurance agent that puts you first? Every PI business is different. That's why OREP Insurance can shop multiple markets to ensure you get the best coverage to meet your unique business needs. OREP's model is business by the golden rule, and for over 20 years, they've built their business by putting their clients first. So come enjoy a fast online application and same-day certificates of insurance at OREP.org. OREP has coverage for armed investigators, executive protection, and even has a separate policy for security firms. The application takes less than five minutes, so visit OREP.org today. OREP.org. Check out the latest issue of PI Magazine, available online or via hard copy. Visit PIMagazine.com to learn more. Welcome back to PI Perspectives. This is Matt Sperry, your host. Uh, we're here with Peter Sarathakis. Peter, welcome back to the program. Love to be here. Yeah, yeah it was great catching up, man. We haven't uh, yeah. had a chance to chat in a while. Uh, so uh, before we took our break, I was teasing uh, the thought of, of uh, you winding your business down and, and calling it quits and, or, or at least uh, dialing it back a bit. And uh, I know there's folks that are out there that, that um, may be considering that. And I just wanted to talk to you about what that looks like. So what was your experience? When did you first have the idea to start wrapping up and um, what steps did you take? So about two years ago, I started seriously thinking about it and exploring different uh, ways to do it. Um, I have kind of two aspects of my business. Uh, the one is more the field stuff and things that I personally enjoy doing. The other part is why well, I enjoy doing too is information loss investigations right. uh, for companies and government uh, entities. And so um, I, that side of the business was the sellable part of the business. I mean, 
you can sell a book of business for your day-to-day kind of thing as an individual, which people do, and it's fine. Sure. But that wasn't going to sustain what I wanted to do with, with my life and lifestyle and what I feel my needs are. Uh, and then last fall, last fall, yeah, last fall, I had a heart, a heart issue. Right. And uh, uh, which has been fixed. Uh, and it, uh, um, you do some soul searching then, and that, uh, ramp ramped up things for me that, you know what, uh, there's more to life than just this. So, uh, I actively, uh, started pursuing, uh, different groups that might be interested in that aspect of the business. And I eventually found the right match and have finalized that now. And, uh, so that aspect is leaving, uh, at the end of the year. Did you um, set that up yourself or did you work with a broker? Like, how, how'd you do that? Uh, it, it was pretty much through myself and the uh, attorney I work with. Hmm. Um, and it, it took some time. I wanted the right fit, especially for the kind of customers that I have uh, that I'm transitioning to this new group now. And um, yeah, so it, I, I wanted a hands-on approach. I didn't want to just hand this to somebody. And so I'm still going to be doing for a short while some of my, uh, you know, day-to-day backgrounds. And, you know, I'm still a credentialed background investigator for uh, different federal agencies. So I enjoy going out and doing the interviews. Uh, I still do some stuff for attorneys and that kind of thing. Um, So I'm going to keep doing that for a little while, but that's going to transition. I'm going to become more of a consultant. I'm going to keep my license uh in michigan uh as a professional investigator uh i'm a gun guy i know we were talking about guns earlier but uh, i like having that exemption right and i and i worked hard in this state to get it for us so i'm gonna i'll probably keep my license even though i'm retired Um, yeah come get it right (laughs) yeah right so uh so that i mean that's that's what's happening with that i um i would say to people thinking about it you know, I was never in law enforcement. You know, I came private sector the whole, the whole way. Yeah, me too. And so this has been my career where, you know, a lot of folks 20 to 30 years in law enforcement, then they get out, whatever level of law enforcement there is, and they start a business, which is great for the military or intelligence they're in, we're in. Uh, but they, uh, I think I found that a lot of those folks, um, just they must love to work into their late years because I, I don't understand why you yeah. keep, you know, you clearly have this pension coming in and then you've got this other money you've been making for the last 20 years. Why do you keep working into your 70s and 90s? Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, there, if you're looking at it, there's a way to do it. And, and the way to do it and, and the way it worked for me was through networking, through actively pursuing uh areas I was looking for. Um, I acted like an investigator. I investigated the possibilities yeah, yeah. and what were out there. Gotcha. I yeah. think what happens, you, you keep, you know, talking about like, how does somebody like get into their seventies or, you know, um, continue to do all this. I think one of the things that ends up happening is because the, the work that we do is so time consuming and it just, you know, we really pour ourselves into it it's almost like if you don't do other things with your life, you don't have that identity, you know, and I'm not having that work life balance. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of like all, you know, right. And their you, whole identity is being a PI. Yeah. You get trapped in it, you know, or yeah, you, yeah. you like the notoriety, you like going to events and saying, Oh, wow. Like here's so-and-so they, they really know all their stuff, right. but you know, it's interesting. We definitely have some people with, you know, our profession is full of, yeah. and, and us too, if we're honest, yeah. we're yeah. ego, uh, type A driven profession. Not me. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, you'd be the only exception, I'm sure. Exception. <laughs> but, you know, so I, I, I get it on that level. We, you know, we, we love to pat ourselves on the back and tell everybody how great things. I mean, you just about any PI you walk up to and say, how's business? Every single one of them will say, it's amazing. It's so much better than last year. And no one ever says, oh, it's terrible. <laughs> you know, this is a terrible, even turn the, uh, pandemic shutdown 
I was talking to PIs and they were saying, oh, th- this is amazing. Nothing's changed for me. I'm just like, yeah. really? No, I, I was more of like, I'm thankful. You know, it, it, yeah. it, it, it wasn't where it was, but I'm thankful that it's enough to sustain. That's kind of the approach that I took on that one. Well, right. I mean, we all were hit uh, and that's just the way it is. But yeah, so, you know, I, I, I agree with you that I think that's, you know, you got this identity that it's hard to leave. Yeah. Uh, I'm finding it's uh, going to be very easy. I'm about to go to Montana and stay in an off the grid cabin for the next two weeks, this starting this Sunday. And nice. I won't be thinking about anything other than enjoying myself. So what, what's the manifesto going to be called? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the musings yeah. of a madman who apparently come out not. after the feds show up and get me. <laughs> He's going to hold on to his guns though. <laughs> He's been yeah. very clear about that. <laughs> so we got some red yeah. flags here, Peter. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Warning. Yeah. Oh, no, it's a, it's a wonderful profession. I mean, I understand why people want to stay. I mean, I get it too. Uh, but uh, like we said earlier, it's, it, there's more to life. Uh, you know, I've watched my children grow up in this profession with me. You know, yeah. it's interesting. I was just uh, talking to a friend the other day. I was about to speak at a Michigan association meeting and uh, my, on the other one part of the state and my wife uh, went into labor literally five minutes before I, and, uh, so I left, <laughs> I left and went straight to the hospital. Right. Uh, you know, you know, speeding the whole way there to get there in time, which I just made it. But, uh, you know, it's funny. It, every time, both times the kids, I was at, at a, doing some PI related. <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> My second kid, I was in Detroit and we were living in Detroit, Michigan and living up near Lansing, Michigan. And I was, she went labor again, up I went. Uh, So, you know, and you know, now they're grown adults and my one son's going in law enforcement. The other one's becoming a nurse. I mean, it's great. You know, it's, it's uh, so, but it all, you know, well, I'll tell you, one of the things that I notice is my own kids too, right? I got a bunch of kids and just seeing their analytical minds working mm-hmm. on problem solving or, or, you know, having a question about something and just working it through. It's like, right. you see the fruits of your labor, you know, uh, how is this person so analytical? Why, why are they asking us? Oh yeah. They're mimicking daddy. You know, it's like <laughs> they watch, they watch what I do and they're picking up on it, which is really neat. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. My wife's pretty analytical too. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you yeah. know, my ex-wife, their mom is a forensic psychologist court system, and uh, she's been a speaker on some, uh, like at Intelnet, for instance. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're right. You, I think we pass on some of that uh, stuff to our kids. I've seen it in mine for sure, sure. as well as you've seen in yours. And, yeah. You know, this profession has provided me a life. It's provided me a way to uh, help fund my children's college uh, uh it's provided me the ability to to meet people i would have never met i mean yeah. uh, i've met members of government uh governors and right i mean congress people and all sorts of senators and stuff and you've helped write laws i mean who can say yeah. that <laughs> you know? right you know it, you know when i think about it sitting next to our governor and watching them uh sign something that i actually helped write that's cool uh, not just once, but a couple of times, I was just like, wow, you know, that was quite a moment. Something I'm very proud of, but I would have never been able to do had I not been involved with the association. Of course. Yeah, and, you, you know, NCISS and, and ISPLA, I mean, I went to Washington, D.C. I don't know how many times and got to meet interesting people there and see things right. um, and had just a wonderful time with our, our uh, colleagues. Um, doing that kind of work on behalf of the professions was uh, excellent. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, th- these are all great things. I mean, obviously serving is, is so important and it's yeah. legacy, right? So right. You've, you've got a little bit of legacy. I, I, I think you've earned the right to sit in your cabin and, you know, spew your, your <laughs> wild man musings. You can go ahead and do what you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's not my cabin, but yeah. friends, but yeah. Uh, um, yeah, this profession, it's good. You know, uh, when I decided to sell and move on in a different direction, um, I'm 56, so I'm young. 
so uh you know i'll keep working because i need something to do i'm not going to just start running around doing nothing but it's going to be more consulting type work and not pi work um even though i'll hold the license but uh, by the end of this year, I won't be out doing field investigations or anything like that, like that anymore. Yeah. And, you know, there's always that risk too of your clients. You had mentioned something earlier about selling books of business and all that. That's always a gamble because, um, especially if you're a smaller shop, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, your clientele is used to Peter, right? And when Peter's right. not doing it and it's somebody else, are they as in love with you. Right. And then the other thing to consider too is, uh, and I, I, um, I learned this along the way, um, uh, which I thought was really, really interesting. When you're selling a book of business, you, you have to take into consideration the age of your client. Right. So you're saying you're 56 years old, right? So, right. And, and this is Paul James talked to me about this. I thought it was really, really interesting. Right. That's so, funny. I'm just thinking about Paul James. Have you talked to him? He's an excellent yeah, person. To Paul's, Paul's awesome. Yeah. So, right. you know, all right. So you're 56 years old. Your client that you're doing business with probably is older than you, right? Because, you know, you're getting in and maybe, you know, you, you, you got that law firm account or whatever. And maybe that person is in their 70s, right? So now I'm trying to sell you this book of business to work with this. 70 year old who may or may not be there two years from now right maybe that person retires and is the guarantee that the person taking over for that 70 year old is is actually going to continue to use your services and it's like that is part of the formula of valuation right how strong is that client and what's the certainty that they're going to be around and continue to be around to use your services and then will they even use your services if it's not Peter doing the work? Right. So that's all part of the formula, which is, it's fascinating, but it's true. Like you got to look at it. And I think like I, I was in conversation with another investigator to buy his book or whatever. Right. So he, he contacted me and said, Hey man, I'm, I'm hanging it up. I know you're the, you're one of the guys in New York and, and the type of clients that I have and the type of work that you do, would you be interested in buying my business? You know, and that's always like you hear that. And I, I've gotten that a few times already. And I'm just like, OK, right. well, let me see your books. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> you right, your right. NDA, you see your books. Yeah. And it's like it's not a bed of roses. It's like when, you, when you're saying like, oh, yeah, business is great. Never better. <laughs> you're like, OK, well, let's look at the financials. And you're right. Like, you you got to offer a product, not yeah. just a book of business. And then it's like you got to have a conversation with that person. Right. You know? and, and just the reality of it. Like, hey, man, I don't mean to be cold or cruel, but your business is not profitable. Mm-hmm. You're actually, you're just scraping by and all these clients that you think you're going to bring along with me, like, right. No, right. And the proposal I had was, I'm not giving you your windfall up early. You know, I'll buy into your business and all that, but it's going to be contingencies on all these things happening and you'll get percentage and you'll, you'll get the number that you're looking for eventually. If right. everything pans out the way, and it's a big I, it. It's going to pan out. And this guy's like, not doing it. I, I He's like, you know what? I, I thought about it. I got at least another year that I can work before. He's like, let's talk again next year. Okay. Yeah. Right, and right. to me, it's all about risk. Right. So it, <laughs> I, I, I very rarely make an investment in, in something that's high risk. You know, they, right. there's risk involved, but it's always calculated. Right. Um, and I think getting someone who may be in your position to understand valuation is something that Paul's really good at um, mm-hmm. in breaking it down. I know he goes to conferences and, and all that. And if you're in the point of selling your business, I'm going to give Paul J a plug uh, J two uh, associate call him. Yeah, absolutely. Name, right. Right. Uh, yeah. Call Paul or, or, uh, uh, you know, talk John to Hoda. your fellow John colleague. Yeah. John, John, John Hoda. Another guy to help you. Yeah, Hoda, you know, uh, there's other, it's amazing what you can learn. That Another plug for associations. If you, yeah. you know, you go to, you start telling people, I'm thinking about getting out of this business. People start giving you opinions. Yeah. Maybe some of them are good, some are bad, or they'll give you ideas. And sure. um, yeah, I mean, talking to people, of course, that's what I did too. Yeah. Um, and these are conversations I have with my friends too, that, that are right. Oh yeah. Own businesses. It's like, they may be a few years older than me, 
And it's like, hey, man, like, what's your plan for winding yeah, what, down? You know, yeah, how, what, does, what does that look like? And I always ask him, like, what does your day look like right now? Because right. you're a few years ahead of me. And if you're heading down the path that I want to head down, like, maybe I should be putting that infrastructure in place. So that's kind of what where I am in my professional life right now, right? So 18 years in business, I am now building infrastructure internally <clears throat> where I'm not even going to be the face anymore of everything, right? Right. people in place that are doing my job my responsibilities and slowly but surely i'm taking more off my plate and giving more to other people and now it's it's more of a business than matt spares satellite investigations right it's it's mm-hmm. looking starting to look more and more like just satellite investigations you right. know which again don't ever call yourself matt spare investigations or anything like that because no one's going to buy it Right. right right and you want to talk about megalomaniacs and people you know that that you know are are vain like why do you have to put your name in the business yeah. like, you know it's, right. it's just not necessary right um so um yeah so so just kind of understanding that and, and and we're at and laying the foundation i'm not going out of business anytime soon i'm not selling anytime soon uh, but i am laying the foundation for when that needs to happen because i want to sure. get the most valuation that i can when i'm ready to pull the trigger or maybe i never retire maybe i just i'm, I'm doing sales or i'm just off on the on the sidelines and someone else is running you know which is like someone like jan barefoot's got that right right now which she's got a great op- yeah. operations guy just running everything shout out to chris um so yeah and, there, and there's a lot of companies in this country that are you know there's some huge companies investigations companies. Yeah. You know, and usually the big ones aren't members of associations, but, uh, you know, they're not all one, two person run groups out there. You can grow. There's a lot of regional ones that, you know, you got these national uh, insurance surveillance companies that come and go. Yeah. Uh, You know, there's a lot of that. There's opportunities out there. You know, I looked at it as selling my one side of the business because it was sellable. And it offered something to sell. It ha- it, it it is a product. Yeah. Where the other aspect, where this data investigations, gen- general investigative services, the interviewing, all that kind of stuff. Um, harder to sell. You need, was what's that? It's harder to sell because it's, it's yeah yeah. I didn't I didn't see it. Right? I didn't see it sellable. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't even look to do that. Uh, so, you know, I'm keeping those clients happy for a while. And then, you know, uh, I've got some ideas. I'm not going to leave my good clients and stuff in a, in a pinch. I will at least steer them to the right people oh, yeah. who I'll talk to uh, and have been talking to already. I got, I got three or four clients. I'm the, I can never step away from it. It's just, it's just, right. I mean, yeah. and they become, they become more than just clients. Some of them are just darn right close friends i wonder yeah one of them's one of my best friends yeah right it's like still, you know, so, day, I, anytime i have anyone else do his work there's always that phone call like dude what are you doing like this yeah right. i want you doing this and i'm like i'm uh, trying not to do this anymore <laughs> referring somebody to somebody and then finding out later that the person you sent them sucked yeah. it's the yeah. worst feeling yeah. in the world yeah I mean, you know, we all don't ever want that. And I think my network is as strong as anybody's, but occasionally things happen. And I just hate that phone call or email saying, Pete, what's up with this guy that you sent me? Yeah. You know, you won't have to deal with that much longer, pal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, this is a good spot to wind down here, actually. Uh, This was awesome, man. It was so great catching up. And. Yeah, I, I I hope you hang around and just loiter a bit to carry that gun. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not, not, you know, I'm not disappearing. I'll, I'll stay member of, a, a, you know, uh, associations and stuff for a while and and uh, uh, maybe try to show up to a conference once in a while. And yeah, because uh, uh, I like, you know, I met I, I'll miss um, seeing everybody. Yeah. Uh, some people I won't miss at all. And, you know, that's just, uh, but, uh, yeah, for the most part, it'd be, it'd be nice to, uh, and it'll be nice to show up to those events and not have to be worried about having to do anything. Right. Yeah. Making sure everybody's got their ID tags and whatnot. <laughs> you don't have to worry yeah. About right. That. Or <laughs> take the complaints and, you know, or the rooms, my, my 
The Coffee air conditioning doesn't work. work. <laughs> yeah, right. It's too, yeah. too cold in here. The Wi-Fi is not working. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Wi-Fi is not working. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So it was been great talking to you again and keeping in touch and uh, appreciate this opportunity. Kind oh, of a, to to say goodbye to this is my my goodbye, I guess, statement to the profession in, in, in a sense. And uh, uh, it's been a great ride uh, overall. And uh, uh, really uh, provided well for my 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 whole family and myself and mentally it's been very good and challenging and uh, uh, it's a I'd recommend people all the time to look at getting into this profession yeah and uh, it, um, the right way but getting into this profession I, I, I talk to I, once in a while I'll talk to universities and stuff and people are a little surprised when I tell them because still to this day, most people don't really know what investigators are doing out there. Yeah. The stereotype. You're 100% right. And so when you tell them the reality of it, when you speak to young people at universities, which I encourage everybody listening to do, if you've been in the professional while, is share your knowledge of this profession and how great it is and what you can do and the opportunities. Um, you can make good money in this. Oh, you can work part you can work part-time in this. Yeah profession and make good money so if you're retired from like let's say law enforcement don't want to what you know don't undersell yourself don't go out there and work for ten dollars an hour yeah you know you can make some decent money just you know 50 60 70 bucks an hour and, and you're worth it and, yeah. and don't forget you're worth it so Easily. get out there and get out there and get it done easily so i'm i'm going to end on this um mm -hmm. Yeah, you talk about legacy and, and things like that. And one of the things that just blew me away, and I was just so, so impressed when we were out in Las Vegas for the IntelNet conference, and there were several hundred people there. It was a good turnout, especially post-COVID. Really good. Turnout. Yeah, it was a great conference. When they announced that, you know, you were stepping down and all that, the standing ovation that you got from everybody, that speaks volumes. Because this is the best of the best in the industry, right? Ten years experience to be part of this association. You know, it's, it's hard to get into, but once you're in, you're in. And to see every person there on their feet clapping their hands for you, you know, that's like job well done, sir. <laughs> so uh, I want to thank you for what you've done for the industry. And that that image, like, was ingrained in me. And uh, I think it's so awesome, man. You've earned it. Um, I'm not quite 56, but I'm not far away either. So I hope... You know, then um, when when I get to that point, I'm I'm laying the foundations of, um, uh, you know, what you're doing here. So thank you, and uh, it was great chatting with you. And thank you very much. It was yeah. very kind of you to say. Yeah. So I, I appreciate it. Thanks everyone for tuning in and uh, checking this one out, and uh, we'll catch everybody next week on the next episode. Take care. Thanks to Peter for coming on and sharing his experience with us. What a great career and what a great servant's attitude. Thank you, Peter, and good luck to you. A special thanks also goes to Crosstracks, Conflict International, NALI, Investigator Education Consultants, and ORAP for sponsoring our show. So please support our great supporters. Have you thought about joining Investigators Toolbox? Because now is the time to get on board and join the fastest growing digital community for investigative professionals. Make those connections, get educated, Use code PIP201836 and save 10% when you join. If you have a question or a comment about the show, email Matt at Matthew S at SatellitePI.com. You can also find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. We like your feedback to bring you the best shows possible. And we'll be back next week with a new show. So make sure you tune in and stay safe out there.